hey guys, how are you doing today? Welcome back to my YouTube channel. Thanks for being here. Well, yep, it's been a little while since the last video. I was kind of busy with the uh, History Channel. I uh, hope you got to see that episode in search of Season 2, Episode 7, hosted by Zach Quinto, the guy who plays the young Spock on some of the new Star Trek episodes. Yeah, we did cover a lot of stuff in that show on the History Channel, so if you get a chance to watch it, I think it plays a little later outside of the United States. But the short answer to the question is, yes, I do believe crop circles do create very interesting and inexplicable energetic changes on their environment for a variety of reasons. So I do go out with those instruments into the field when we're studying crop circles to see if we can get electromagnetic disturbances, you know, radio frequency, EMF, stuff like that. So that that's exactly what we do when we're out there. Now, uh, I wanted to talk today a little bit about where we were with the previous video that I recorded about the Jacques Vallée hypothesis that when we're talking about what we perceive as UFOs and ETs, maybe they're not really ETs after all. There's some sort of intelligence on the planet that's presenting itself as ET. And we kind of presented that as a possibility in the last video. So I just wanted to continue with that a little bit because in that video I said, you know, is it something that's presented it at itself as ET or are we dealing with parallel realities so that we're just perceiving things that are different from parallel Earth timelines that seem extraterrestrial to us just because they're kind of hard to describe, hard to understand where they're coming from. So we just say they're ET, but they're really parallel realities coming from the same space that, you know, we're in right now. Well, I came across this paper recently towards multidisciplinary SETI research. Uh, this was on Jacques Vallée's website. It's a paper that hasn't gotten a lot of attention. It's by uh, Gary Nolan, who we know from some of his research into uh, UFO-related subjects. Jacques Vallée, we know him, and Federico Fagin, who's also a researcher into consciousness and a uh, computer specialist. So uh, this is an interesting article because... They argue here <clears throat> that SETI research, you know, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, which is those big radio dish antennas, you know, Arecibo and Puerto Rico and other places, where they look for signals from so-called extraterrestrials coming in electromagnetic spectrum radio waves. <clears throat> so what these guys argue is, isn't that a little too narrow at this point? I mean, how do we even know what extraterrestrials are? They're saying here... Um, and you can find this on Jacques Vallée's website, by the way, as I mentioned, that, you know, we're starting from the idea of life as we know it here on Earth. Nothing wrong with that, but isn't it a little too narrow? How do we know what extraterrestrials really are like now? I mean, our own technology has evolved so much, just think in the last hundred years. I mean, uh, my father was born before radio even existed, so... Uh, things have changed that much and uh, every new technology we uh, invent as they point out here has a shorter and shorter half-life so that to look for extraterrestrials in just one sort of spectrum electromagnetic waves I mean we might not even be using that in a hundred years everything's going to uh, you know fiber optics and direct internet connections without going through radio waves so shouldn't we broaden our search for extraterrestrials 
what are extraterrestrials going to look like? And isn't it possible that consciousness itself, conscious beings, could have evolved to the point where they have put their consciousness and identity into something that's non-physical or into a computer form or something like that? So it's, I think it's a really good point, and it's a good question. Uh, the sense and the definition that we have of extraterrestrials, you'll have to admit, really does come a lot from Hollywood. We tend to think of extraterrestrials, you know, to a large degree as being like tetrapodal, like we are, you know, two arms, two legs. And that sort of animal that we're descended from, you know, arrived on Earth a couple hundred million years ago. And uh, fish have been found, you know, with sort of fins, like two arms and two legs. And then uh, I think it's pronounced tiktalik. It was a type of... A fish that gradually came ashore and its fins became arms and legs like we have and were descended from Tiktaalik. So uh, this tetrapodal idea of ETs sort of being like that but different, you know, maybe look more reptilian or more like greys or Pleiadians or something, whatever. Uh, that's just one form of life. And it is true that a lot of people who have encountered uh, apparently extraterrestrials uh, just think of the like the Pascagoula encounters of Calvin Parker and Charlie Hickson uh, um, from Mississippi in the early seventies. You know where they're out there fishing, and this this kind of craft floats across, and these beans float out of the craft. I mean, they were different looking, but still sort of tetrapodal. Now, uh, maybe it's a tetrapodal, but the point is that. Um, it's likely that you and I would have those sort of encounters because we tend to perceive more easily things that are like us. So it's probably easier to remember encounters with other beings that seem like semi-human, humanoid. This is a term that's often used. Uh, some of the encounters I described in Black Swan Ghost described either very tall spacemen-like creatures or... Peter Leather, who described this creature in a skin-tight suit, looking you know, like sort of human coming out of the craft in Surrey in the 1970s in that particular account. Um, so we do have a lot of accounts like that, but is it perhaps because we don't know what other extraterrestrial characteristics might be? And is it possible that extraterrestrials are around us right now you and me, but we're not aware of it because it isn't taking a tetrapodal form or anything else that we normally associate with life. What would that look like? I've thought about this a lot, and it seems to me that one characteristic of extraterrestrials might just be a slightly different frequency of things that you're used to in your environment that is just a little different, but it's still so similar to reality when we think of it that we don't notice it. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be something with a physical body that looks like us. It could be something that's just aware but different, and it could already be here now. As uh, Buddy and I have argued on the Doc and Buddy show, Reality's Edge, uh, it could take a fractal form. Buddy has often argued that the UFOs get smaller and smaller as they get closer to Earth and may be very miniature at this point. So all I'm saying is, extraterrestrials could be right here right now and we might not be looking for them in the right way or we might not know what they look like so we wouldn't really per 
perceive them to be extraterrestrials. It would just be things that we're used to in our ordinary reality that might seem a little bit different all of a sudden. If we looked at them, we might notice they just had other characteristics that are not typical of our objects in our ordinary reality. So something like that. So and again, this is just something to think about. I'm not saying this is necessarily correct, but I think uh, Fijin, Valet, and Nolan have a really good point here, is extraterrestrial life could take a lot of different forms. A SETI should be looking at lots of different ways to detect life, not just radio frequencies. And that you and I, in our everyday reality, I mean, we might be around this already, but we simply don't know, you know, what it looks like. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, let me know what you think. Agree, disagree. Put your comments in the box below. Of course, like and subscribe. Glad to have you here. And we will see you next time. Take care for now and bye-bye.